radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and. Um, Frank, I did the show promo today on Twitter and somebody was attacking me saying that because of the topic of the show today, I'm going to ruin your reputation. What? Whose reputation? Yours. Oh. (laughs) Somehow I. What's the topic of the show? The topic of the show is um, Missouri v. Biden and the government censorship apparatus and DeSantis is announcing for president. That's apparently verboten. We're not allowed to speak about it. Otherwise, and I'm, the tar- and I'm the target. I guess anything that I may say, which hasn't been said yet, <laughs> will thereby taint your reputation. So before we begin, I want to make a disclaimer for Frank that whatever I say and whatever he says have no bearing on one another. We're separate individuals. Well, I'm. That's okay. you might agree with what I say. Yeah. yeah well, pl- well, please just don't don't hurt me. What could I possibly say? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm asking the other person. Please don't hurt me. Oh, I mean, like, I don't know what I could possibly say that would damage your reputation. Like, if whatever I'm going to say is going to damage your reputation, it's certainly going to damage mine, too. But, oh, is this it right here? Uh, good job trashing Frank's reputation through the detailed conversation to Rob Rob DeSimp podcast. What's the Rob DeSimp podcast? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're saying because we're going to talk about Ron DeSantis's announcement for president that now we are sycophants for Rob DeSantis. So our podcast is now going to be only about Rob DeSimp, whatever that is. All right. Well, that's a very simple way of living. Yeah, I know. I mean, especially when you're a fortune teller, you'd think he'd be rich by now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I personally, I think it's a uh, it's a big joke. And he, it, I don't know why uh, why he's even doing it, but again, begun the social media wars has. Yes, the social media wars of 2023 have begun, but we're not going there first. We want to get substance out of the way first. And some really cool stuff that Carrie Lake is doing that I am so excited about. Because, actually, let's start there. Carrie Lake yesterday announced in a press conference that she's going to take her entire grassroots army that she's met, she's got out there in Arizona and she is going to turn them into the left in terms of the the flagrancy which with the with which they act surrounding the vote in so many words she said basically they do it okay time for us to do it now let's push the envelope a little bit shall we and i think that she's 100% Right, because there's precedent in her court case now about standards and things that you wouldn't normally think elections should stand for, um, like signature verification policies being just, oh, someone has to just quickly glance at the page and that's a signature verification. If that's the case, all hands on deck, people. And she had a... is is, Is there a... Has she verified whether or not the people who are processing, tallying, and adjudicating all this stuff are going to be more politically unbiased or neutral because it's one thing to go out and play their game. 
it's another thing to have at least true political independence and unbiased people at the processing centers making these things tally in a certain way. You've got to do you've got to do it from all angles. And that's basically what she's saying. We have to hit from all angles and she's all in on it. And she's got a she's got millions of people. Millions. She won. She won. I have no qualms saying she won. She won. I know she won. I've seen the evidence. She won the election. She should be governor of Arizona right now. She should be. So she's got a bunch of people out there that are ready to go. Um, if you're in Arizona and you're not like out there ready to go for Carrie Lake and, and taking on the left the way that they've acted over the past gosh knows how many years now, that's what you should be doing. So what is this going? This this is all in preparation for she just wants to get involved in the next. What are the terms out there? Uh, so she's talking about running for governor again in two years. I think or she's going to run. What is it? Two or four years out there? I think it's four. And I think she's going to run for Senate. For Senate. For state, for state Senate or no, for U.S. Senate? For U.S. Senate. Who's, whose seat is up for grabs? Cinema. In two years? Yeah. Oh, I mean next year. Next year. Yeah. Wow, six years already with cinema. Yeah. Wow. It doesn't feel like it because she's not been the cinema we expected. She's not yeah, been exactly the cinema we've expected. Now she's on the left, obviously, but she's not been the cinema that we expected. And I would like to also say um, there's been a lot of controversy. I think we talked about it briefly with Scott Pressler. He was on Jesse Kelly's radio show. And Jesse Kelly was stunned to learn that Scott Pressler is not funded by anybody, really. It's just kind of grassroots supporting him. That is, he is one of the most effective grassroots activists that I've ever met in my entire life. And that's saying something since I've been doing this for 20-something years. Man is relentless. He knows exactly what he's doing and he's implementing. And it's amazing. He has been reaching out to the RNC directly for goodness knows how long now only to be completely ignored by them completely how do you ignore a scott pressler as the republican as the republican party how i i mean scott's been doing tireless work tireless he's been tireless and and i don't don't know where he gets his energy i know and he's been And, and his spirit his spirit scott pressler's amazing just an amazing, amazing person um, in terms of what he's done for this country and in the time he's been he's been doing it. So I have a clip here of a journalist trying to confront Carrie Lake, which is the stupidest decision you're going to make because she's awesome. I have not watched this full clip yet, but Gateway Pundit has it pulled out. Um, and I think it might be entertaining. So we will take a look at it before we get into the Missouri v. Biden stuff. Oh, let's see what happens here. All right. Do, do, do. Okay. Now, whatever, PR man, right? That, that's what they want to call me because I'm the only one giving you fair coverage. This, this wasn't going to be a question that I ask you, but 
you know, I, I heard some troubling things before you came out for your press conference. We, I, I heard Howie Fisher. I thought he said you're going to be pre part of pre President Trump's Fourth Reich. It turns out he actually said you're announcing you're going to be President Trump's fourth wife. So re regardless, no, regardless, it's a disgusting joke. We've got all the left wing media here trashing you. We've, we've got one guy even taking $100 Venmos from Stephen Richer. I overheard that. What, what does it tell you about their coverage of your election? of your future, you know, political proceedings and also of your case. Can I just say something? If you're a reporter asking a question at a press conference, I, I mean, I don't know who this guy is, but keep your question to less than uh, 45 seconds, if you can. Well, if he's, if he's that alone, if he's, if he's <laughs> that lonely, <laughs> You know, he has to he has to talk enough to represent what should be a pretty even press pool. And I guess you got to soak it up. Here we go. Here's her answer. Well, I, I don't expect to get fair coverage. I think there was a survey during Where's the, the election where 87% of the news coverage on Republican candidates was negative done by people. Oh, come news. on. And there was one candidate in that survey who had 100% negative coverage. I can't hear anything. Damn it. Damn, what, Damn it. Why would they even post a clip like that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, I really How to escape the heat if you don't have an air conditioner. This all only this, takes five all minutes. All of this is just sad. There's another clip here. Somebody saying that Stephen Richer Venmoed a journalist $100 to ask unfair questions of Carrie Lake at the press conference. Now, who is Stephen Richer? He's the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Oh, jeez. I guess none of this should be surprising. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you guys want to listen to that clip um, on your own, I'll put the link to it in the show notes below so that you can listen to it on your own. It, it was. Uh, they're saying everyone in the audience said they heard it fine. All right. Well, I'll pick it up again then. Here we go. And it was me. They're so worried about me. I take that honestly and flattered because it tells me that people like Howie, who just made apparently a joke like that, that you just said to him, that's not a joke. A journalist shouldn't say that. Right. And they obviously don't want me, okay? Because I represent me. They like the status quo. They like the corrupt system. I'm, I'm disappointed that Howie would do that in the Arizona Capitol Times. They cover the Capitol. When you have that kind of stuff being said, how much fair coverage are you really going to get from an outlet when you're saying that behind the microphone, right? Mm -hmm. I suppose if you're going to say that behind the microphone, it should end up in the story. If you're going to, if that's your opinion, whatever it be, whether it be Brown, Brom doing the most um, insincere reporting on our case, who wasn't even there for the trial. Channel 12 was supposed to be the pool camera where, where Brom works. And they didn't show up. You know my name, Carrie. They didn't show up. <laughs> you know my name. Yeah, Brom Resnick from Channel 12. You know my They didn't show up with the camera because they didn't want the world to see our They're fighting. There's just a bunch of journalists fighting with her at the podium. All the little lefty journalists in the audience are just fighting with Carrie Lake at the podium. I, I, I wish I can, you know, I never went to journalism school, but I, um, I wonder which course in your, uh, in your curriculum what what is it? Is it is it arguing one hundred and one? Uh, is it? Um, I I don't know where where do they learn to abandon all 
decorum. At what point in learning to be a journalist do you abandon all question and waiting for a response and just start fighting with people? Where, where, where do you learn that? I'll just say this. I didn't go to journalism school either, which is known. But if Carrie Lake's case and election and all of that was not like if she didn't have a case. Do you, do you think that I would have spent any time going through and cheerleading for for the the victory of justice? Like it's one thing it's one thing if something isn't right like these guys do and you're behind it just to 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 screw someone over and 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 perpetrate this propaganda-esque lie. It's another thing if if the facts are there showing you one thing and you're like holy crap everybody needs to know what these facts are so they understand what's happening and you're vested in the outcome because you know the facts there's there are two different things in my opinion same thing with um like we'll get into it in a few minutes i'll save that for later but that moves right into this whole deal with missouri v biden I'm going there Friday to cover this hearing for the temporary injunction. And there was the filing the government made. And it details this censorship apparatus from beginning to end. It's 125 pages long. I've gotten through some of it. I'm going to finish it today and tomorrow. It's just too long for one day. So it's available on my Twitter. And we're not going to dissect it in real time today. But I got a touchback from somebody who sent me a clip that I wanted to play for you. Because this is one of the most startling things to come out of the Missouri v. Biden case. And it's Jen Easterly talking about how CISA considers your thoughts cognitive infrastructure. And it's stunning. And here she goes talking about it live. The most important critical infrastructure, that, excuse me, critical infrastructure there is, is our cognitive infrastructure. And so building that resilience is, you know, part of the mission set in my view. Building resilience to support their cognitive infrastructure, which is equates, it equates to your thoughts. CISA, a government bureaucracy, has declared your thoughts to be part of its infrastructure that they regulate and maintain. Just marinate on it for a second. Hey, yeah. Well, if they know if they know what people are thinking or if they can somehow gauge um thought trends or you know all the input that i mean what, what is social media if it is not a mindless dumping of our thoughts by and large um into a digital void that is just sucked up like a hoover um by by the government and, and other ngo types um technocratic organizations there it's it, it's you know you can see how it becomes very vital to people who want to control the destiny of a civilization because what people are thinking is very indicative of where we're going and what behavior still needs to be modified and who or what movements pose a problem to their plans so it is critical infrastructure to know that how compliant people are or how aloof people are how um you know how malleable they still are so it's uh it, fr from a standpoint where they're coming from it is critical infrastructure but from people waking up and realizing how they have been captured in this growing matrix 
I mean, that, that this needs to be realized quick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this case so quickly. It was granted temporary um, expedited discovery to make the decision on this temporary injunction to halt all of this stuff from going on. So the government has been forced to sit for depositions and turn over a whole bunch of evidence already that is making the argument that I was threading out for this hearing on Friday where both sides will be in court to argue why the judge should order the government to stop sense to stop doing all the things they're doing stop communicating with social media in regards to um problem posts or concerning posts secretaries of state stop sending in people to be banned because they're talking about election integrity issues all of the these things that are are basically on trial now the the judge will rule whether or not that needs to stop as the rest of this trial goes on to its conclusion because of that it is my opinion that well, first of all, CISA was organizing all of this stuff, right? So CISA was acting as sort of a censorship help desk. And everybody, all these government agencies that had been touching out to social media companies individually, the White House being a, a massive, massive part of this, the White House was relentless in its censorship demands. Um, CISA wanted to create something that it could better organize all of this for, like a help desk for censorship for the government. So they, they were trying to spring up the Disinformation Governance Board to be that help desk. When the, the pushback against that became so much that they had to, quote, disband it, which I don't believe that they ever really did. They just went back to what they were doing before. And this court case came out. They, they started pushing the Restrict Act, which is the TikTok bill. And the Restrict Act basically does everything that these people are doing, but puts it in Congress's hands to vote on it. You see? Yeah. So it's not so f so flimsy anymore. Now it has Congress voting on it like the Patriot Act. Is that still on the docket, by the way? Because it's uh, when, when it became it became known, I felt like that was back in March or something. It, it feels like at least two months ago now. And I haven't heard about it again. Now, they, they always resurrect in different ways or they're broken apart and they have pieces hidden into big omnibus bills that over time if they're rejected but what's the status of the restrict act right now i don't know it disappeared i don't think it's been up for a vote um i i think that you know we talked about on monday two steps forward one step back and we're going to get into target hopefully today who is i don't even know if i believe any of the stuff coming out of target to be quite honest with you um but Two steps forward, one step back. They bring this stuff forward. They test and gauge our reaction to it. And then if it's too much, they pull back a little bit. So they've like shelved this for now. But I don't I don't think it'll it'll be gone forever. I mean, they, they have to keep control of the population. And if social media is going to be the avenue by which people get the truth out to people, obviously they need to control that, which is why no major media is covering this case at all. Like, I don't expect to walk into this hearing on Friday morning to a gaggle of press the same way that uh, we'll be covering the nonsense New York court proceedings of Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be very sexy. It's not going to be very I wouldn't I wouldn't think that the court would be hacked. I think that you'll have some uh, leg room. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. Um, so so moving on to that. I'm going to say some things that are going to stun people, but that's okay. Um, 
So Ron DeSantis is announcing for governor today. I'm announcing for president today, apparently. And he's doing a space with Elon Musk on Twitter at 6 p.m. Um, of course. Couldn't have done it at 5. Why? What's Why? Because they're going to they're, they're run into my hour. They're going to run. They're oh. gonna, it's going to run into 7 o'clock. I, I don't know. I doubt that. Um, I doubt that a lot of people that are watching your show will listen to it over your show, Frank. Well, I, I yeah, that too. I hope so. It's so stupid. You know, I I, I saw um, the, a couple of people, including um, this one guy I know, John Doyle. He said that uh, he he would love for Donald Trump to wait until the three minute mark and for this Twitter space to go live, and then just hop on and 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 do his own space. I that would, it would be that, that would be classic. It would be the best, please. It would be classic. But, it you know, I, I saw in the comments of that one thought, and I'll let you get to oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. covering the actual story, but I saw in the comments of that one thought, a few people say, a few people saying, yes, but uh, Trump's Twitter, uh, Trump's deal with, um, Trump's deal with truth doesn't change until June. And I, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. It, it's like a six hour window he has to wait, right? Now, I don't, six hours. Yeah, like he has to post something on Truth Social and then he has to wait six hours before he can post it on Twitter. But there are some people I saw dissecting this that there are some loopholes there that might allow for him to come back on platform and actually do what oh, you're saying. He's, he's got, he's got to. It would to, be typical Trump if he did. It and would be the most amazing thing. I would sit back and watch with my popcorn for sure because the social media wars of 2023 are going to be batshit crazy. They're going to be batshit crazy. And the unfortunate part of it, I'm writing down the timestamp because I said a bad word. The unfortunate part of it is that we're going to be fighting ourselves for a year. Yep. Brutally destroying each other for but no why? reason. But yeah, exactly why. I, honestly, I know that there are people out there who really think that there is a, it's, you know, voting for someone like Ron DeSantis would be a good idea. But from a just logical pragmatic perspective there is absolutely no reason for anybody in the gop field to be running there's no there's no reason for any of them to be there's, there's no chance any of them has I, I i don't get you when when ron DeSantis is being tripled up when 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 trump is tripling up on him in a lead what I don't even know why this would be worthy of fighting ourselves over. but Well, that's a great question. Something that I wanted to talk about today. So that's a great question. So personally, I am a non, an undecided voter as I've, I sit here today. I am personally an undecided voter for several reasons that we don't even need to get into. Only because I don't find it that it's, it's I don't think it's my, quote, job to convince you one way or the other where you should vote. But if what you're saying is true, and by all intents and purposes it is, okay, Trump is, in, in, at, from what the polls show, he's running away with it. When he's the nominee, I'm going to be 100% in his corner. And, and, you know, probably before he's the nominee, I'll be 100% in his corner. I just have some major issues that I need to work out. And I'll do so watching him campaign. And as I can watch that and hear how he responds to certain things and what he says about certain decisions he's made in the past, it'll make it a lot easier for me personally. However, if if he is winning 
hands down, stop spending all your money attacking someone who'll never beat you. Attack That's Biden. A- Take the entire time to go after Biden. Just ignore great him. It's a great point. I- ignore him. Ignore him as though he doesn't exist. If he's if if there's no chance. That's the thing that I'm kind of like, hmm, why? Why is he spending so much time and energy and money attacking somebody who will never ever beat him? Well, maybe at this point because of the because of those who are behind him, uh, who where you know where he's he's how he's being funded and all that other stuff, he just represents another iteration of that of that uh, that that establishment GOP uh, backstabbing uh, you know system that just needs to be humiliated as much as the left does, and I understand that I understand that aspect of it, but um, but you know. I, I there there's there is there are ground um there are ground movements that are obviously working for Trump that are very well organized and I have to imagine funded too to go out there and, and do some really good social media work to get buzzes going one direction or another. I think those I don't have no problem with Donald Trump going out there and trying to drown, not not just beat somebody like um Ron DeSantis, but to drown him, I I don't care. I have no problem with that. He deserves to go out there and vanquish his enemies, however he like. But but as far as the as far as the the grassroots that are that are you know supporting Donald Trump and also jumping on to the obsessing over destroying uh, Ron DeSantis as well, I think that you can take your foot off the gas like by ninety percent and just start memeing the hell out of the left. Just keep doing that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I do somewhere in this this mix. There is a gross misallocation of resources. Agreed, agreed. I don't know. Um, I have to get into all the details of De- DeSantis's apparatus, right? I haven't had an opportunity to even do that yet because he hasn't even. I don't even think he's technically declared yet. Um, and when he does, we'll see what kind of establishment money is actually behind him because he's got to have. Um, reporting and all of that stuff. As of right now, I can only kind of look at the PACs. I can look at the Trump campaign because he's been declared for two and something years. But there's no, there's no DeSantis campaign to see who's funding. So I can't even do that yet. But um, it's interesting to me because, listen, maybe I'm different than most of the people out there. I don't know. But I don't look at it like like you're talking about, Frank, because... I see Tim Scott, who took the opportunity three days after the election to say that there was no fraud in 2020 whatsoever and that it was perfectly normal. But he's going to stand up a committee to look into the fraud of 2020. I mean, that was literally what he said. And he's announced for president. And I haven't seen anybody come after Tim Scott or Vivek Ramaswamy or even Nikki Haley, for goodness sakes. Like Nikki Haley, it looks to me, is being paid by Trump. (laughs) to support Trump and go after Ron DeSantis. It's just very weird to me how we're spending so much time attacking a person who will never win. It's very strange. And I don't understand it. Like until Donald Trump decided that, that Ron DeSantis was a bad guy, everybody loved Ron DeSantis. I mean, everybody loved Ron DeSantis. 
There was really no Republican or conservative that thought that Ron DeSantis was a bad guy or a bad governor or a rhino or an establishment swamp creature, um, which is another interesting thing to me. Just things that I see. And if I'm out here sitting here, like I have a lot of problems with, I have a lot of issues with pro things that have happened since 2020. You know, we can all Monday morning quarterback about all the issues previous. That's not even what I'm, I'm mainly concerned about right now. But things that have happened since 2020 are what has me up in kind of like the floaty position. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, you're a sellout. No, I'm just an undecided voter, not a sellout. And this hurts me, if anything. I could jump on the Trump bandwagon and be like, yeah, everyone sucks. Trump 2024. And, and, and people would shower me with all kinds of things. But I'm not doing that because that's how I feel. Um, so if I'm an undecided voter, I have to imagine there are other people out there that are undecided voters. That aside, Frank, does not stop me from calling out the absolute bullshit that is going on with the targeting of Donald Trump right now from the entire establishment with these, these, these criminal prosecutions and all the crap that they're doing, putting him, making sure that he has to be in New York City in the middle of primary season for his criminal trial on nonsense. Oh, you, you heard that E. Jean Carroll is now looking into uh, trying to milk more money out of him for, I guess, new layers of defamation on, during the town hall. The other thing, though, too, is that honestly, he he's saying things that are, he's just opening himself up to it. Like, there are ways to say things when you are in a position that you are, um, when you're in a position that you're like under the microscope in terms of a def defamation or libel or slander or whatever. There are ways to say things that, that don't open you up to more of that and Trump just doesn't give a shh. He's just saying it all, like he doesn't care. So I guess he just doesn't care, which is fine, but just expect that you're gonna be constantly bombarded with this nonsense, constantly. I, I, I just, I can't get over the, Brett Baer doesn't think that, that DeSantis has a chance either, by the way. Brett Baer. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's just obvious. It's obvious to me. And I, that's why I don't pay it too much, too much attention. But uh, as you were bringing up here, the, the social, the social media warring that has only, has only begun. I just, I would love to see some of those resources reallocated and um where's the one place that you think they should be reallocated to on the trump side well um i i think i start thinking about the media how much of a punching bag can they nobody watches them anymore the media has actually purged itself of the last the last reasons why anybody watched um i actually have some uh some some from glenn greenwald i have some statistics on the media. I'll pull them up you know, while you're talking. I, I'll tell you where I, where I I really want, and I know that this is unrelated to the election. So somebody would say, in a way, it's apples and oranges because if the whole point is to 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 win an election, then I guess Carrie Lake has a little bit of an idea. If you really really want to win this now new type of American election, then uh, you need to find a way to go out there and make sure that you've got an incredible grassroots team of people on the ground helping to ballot harvest 
not to not to you know be trolling on Twitter so much because this is the way that elections are won now. It's who has a better ground game and it's like a big food fight and yep. whatever you know so that's number one. I'd like to you don't you don't want to be devoid of any kind of a uh, an online game, but that's easy to do. You can, people do that for free. Yeah, you can auto, you can even automate that at that at this point. You know, um, 4chan was the biggest driver of the cultural shift that we had in 2016 that proliferated to the, the rest of the world. 100%. That's the reason why we have, you know, so. Yeah, you're right. And honestly, the, the, the social media, you do it for free. But like there are a lot of people on social media that are like myself included for eight years was like I'm constantly sharing truthful information about what is happening in the country surrounding the former president um, for free. Basically, they, the campaign certainly isn't paying me to do it, but it's true and it has organic draw because it's true and people crave the truth. So you don't even really need to pay for a massive social media operation. That stuff runs itself. If, if there are organic diehard supporters, many of them who I respect greatly in the comments section right now, who are doing this every single day because they believe in it so strongly, right? Um, but in well, terms, well, it of only works. It only works because people have been have been sucked into it. Mm -hmm. It's self perpetuating. You don't even need to. I mean, once once a populace has become activated in what and 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 I should I say driven in some way to be a part of what's going on in society and and especially in a digital sense expressing yourself however people express themselves no there are people out there who write folk songs rap yeah uh, rock all, all types of music they they put together art um graffiti my friend george alexopoulos with his comic books i mean people just recruit themselves into this if it, that that's how it happens organically so to to I would say if you're getting people together who are really want to go out there and 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 haul ass for a specific campaign in this environment, if you really put that much emphasis on needing to win elections, still you you got to be putting together an actual physical ground game. Yep, it, it's the it's the only thing I, I I see. The internet will take care of itself. So so Scott Pressler went on the record saying basically I'm not coming out in support of any one candidate, right? I'm just registering Republican voters and getting this ballot operation stood up in different states where we need to win. And people were attacking him for saying he's not supporting any one candidate. And then a whole flood of people came after him saying, well, who's really funding you? You're for DeSantis. We need to stop that. Those Republican voters he's registering are going to make their decision at the polls for the, the candidate, like run a good campaign run on the issues you're gonna get your voters you're gonna get oh, your oh, voters and think about how how short-sighted that is to say that oh the to, to even insinuate that we should now distrust somebody like uh scott pressler who uh I, has probably spent only two weeks out of the last six years at home because he's not out going out there getting new people to register to vote but he's cleaning up cities yeah. he's organizing i mean he's really organizing real community outreach that that builds bridges mm -hmm. i think he's done wonderful things um i don't i don't know into who funds him but let's say let's say uh he's got some desantis pro desantis people who send him money or just just regular people who may vote desantis 
if he's out there, he's he's out there registering, as you said, people to vote for Republicans, not one candidate. If DeSantis gets rightfully trounced, which I don't see how he will ever dig himself out of this hole, you're telling me that over 95% of those DeSantis hopefuls would not pull the trigger for Donald Trump when push comes to shove? 100% of them will. Of course they will. The country's at stake at that point. And that's the other thing. I am voting for whoever is sitting in that Republican seat. End of story. There, There is no question, whoever it is, which clearly at this point in time, we're pretty much in agreement won't be DeSantis, right? So whoever it is, we're voting for because what are you going to do? Sit home? That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, but we can't eat our own over some perceived, like, for example, I believe that Carrie Lake won the race for governor. Carrie Lake is obviously huge Trump supporter, right? I don't attack Carrie Lake because she's a Trump voter and I'm not yet, quote. I tell the truth about Carrie Lake and support her as much as possible because she's fighting a damn ass hard fight and needs support and she's right. Same thing with General Flynn. General Flynn is firmly in the Trump camp. He's probably gonna work in the administration again. I happen to sit on the board of America's future with General Flynn. I am covering his court case, honestly, and will never stop doing so. Same thing with Donald Trump. Just because I'm not in, in decided on where I'm going with my vote yet doesn't mean that I am not going to scrutinize the hell out of all the nonsense that is coming out with all these court cases. It's, it's, uh, it's possible to not have, to, to do things in a fair way and for a cause and for a reason and not have to stake your flag in a ground anywhere. It Scott Pressler is doing that. He won't publicly stake his flag in a ground on either side, and he's going to keep doing the work he's doing. And I don't think that he deserves to be attacked for that. Just the same way I don't think I'm going to be deserved to be attacked the way I'm going to be attacked the rest of the day today. <laughs> but I am. Well. But I am. Um, so... It's going to be a crazy ass year and it's going to start now. And I'm not going to like it very much because I don't like to see my family fight with each other. I don't. It's terrible. Like some, I observe social media war stuff often. Very rarely do I get involved in it or share my opinion. The few times that I have, it has been absolutely disastrous. Um... I respect everybody's opinion and I have my own, but we're destroying ourselves. We're eating ourselves alive and it it's silly. Silly. And I guess then all Trump needs to do is, um, I mean, all Biden needs to do is the same thing he did last time. I mean, he's not even going to need to come out and speak. Meanwhile, they're not going to let his competitor with the chance. He's got and a chance. About- He's got a chance. I, I I mean, I think he has a chance anyway. RFK. Polling at 20% right out the gate. I don't know what his poll numbers are now. They I don't know if they're running them, but he has. If they were, if things were fair and they ran a primary, he would win. I think he would win. Do you? Uh, the, um, I, I, I. The Democrat talk, side, RFK. I, the, yeah, well, I, if there was, re, if there was, 
here's the weird thing. I got to say, you know that the elections above and beyond everything, especially modern days, all sex appeal. And I think that his voice would do a real damage to him, you, to his message. You know what? That would that would turn some people off. But as far as substance, nobody else has any substance on the on the Democrat side that even comes to hold a, a candle. Marianne Williamson and her little flute. I have a clip about she was just asked about his voice, by the way. Do you want me to play it real quick? Uh, yeah, I love it because I, I don't hold it against him. I, I just know how I just know how when you apply that to a, a mass populace, it, it is going to it's going to be weighty. Yeah, it's going to have some weight for people. Yeah, agreed. Here we go. Hold on. And what about his voice? You know, I had a really strong voice until I was 42 years old. And in 1996, suddenly I got this uh, injury. It's a, it's a neurological injury, and it's uh, called spasmodic dystonia. Mm. And, uh, but, you know... You work pretty, around it. I, yeah, I try my best. I mean, I feel sorry for people who have to listen to me. I, can, I cannot watch myself on TV or listen to my voice. But really? No. And I, I, do, I do feel badly for people who have to listen to me. But, I you know, I fun. went out over to Japan... About six months ago, Cheryl and I went to Kyoto and I got a surgery on my vocal cords where they put a titanium bridge in and it helped a lot. I mean, you may not think it helped a lot listening to me now, but my voice was actually worse. Because sometimes it would just disappear altogether. And in the morning, I, would, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, I, when I started talking in the morning, I wouldn't know if anything was gonna come out of my mouth. It sucks because his that, message is yeah. pretty, pretty good for. Well, he, he's talking about something that nobody's talking about, and I and I did I did a show on him uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, because uh, with a a um, a short interview that he did for the the online publication I am seventeen seventy six dot com, and and he was talking about uh, mental and physical health. He was asked specifically about about re uh, resurrecting resurrecting his uncle's physical activity policies for for the uh the country and not only that he was talking about <clears throat> mental health he was talking about pharmaceutical dependence he was talking about ha all the things that really highlight the true problem that we are so we are so we're wasting away cognitively and physically that that's what you need first and foremost before you can ever expect a country to solve its border problems or its economic problems or any other cultural malaise that has taken its over. We are so zonked out and uninvolved in our own health, our own personal health, that it, I, I think that he is doing such a great service and just being public with that About message. That. I, I know that it's not going to do him much good, especially on the Democrat side, where uh, there has not been any competition for an actual candidate for a long time. And now they're saying that there's just not going to be any debating. Yeah, so I, I think they would do the same thing. Like if Trump had won, well, not if Trump had won because it would be his last term, but if Trump had, like, they wouldn't have, in 2020. 
2020, they didn't run a primary, really. They did. Some states ran a primary on the Republican side, but most didn't. And there were no primary debates on the Republican side because we had an incumbent who had said that they were running again. But we're in a different time now. I don't think the DNC is looking at it that that way. They're running Biden, which at least right now they're running Biden. Um, I think they're waiting to see what happens on the GOP side before they decide what they're going to do with him, honestly. Um, unless they're just so confident that we won't be able to combat their voter fraud operation in 2024 that they don't need to worry about it at all. And they can put whoever they want up there and the puppeteers will puppet them however they please. Um, However, we are making some roads. We're making some inroads, I think. Target, there's two parts to this Target story that are going on right now. One part is the story that came out via Fox that Target is holding emergency meetings over moving their merchandise that we talked about on Monday. I heard. To the back of the store in southern states and certain stores. Not all. What's going on? Anything good? Who, me? Yeah, I thought you were looking and laughing at something. No, 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 no. I'm laughing about the emergency meeting, but no, I, I had a <laughs> I had a quick visitor that just came into the basement. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so... So I think, I thought when I first read this that this emergency meeting thing was just a leak they put out there to make us think they were doing something. I didn't actually believe that there was an emergency meeting. But now they've removed that devil worshiper guy's stuff from the online store. Which is, it doesn't matter. You know, you've all, you already made an attempt and you hoped nobody noticed. That's why these emergency meetings don't matter. You're, you're, you're telling people who are okay with Satan-worshipping weirdos making lines of clothing and pins and buttons for children in your gigantic national chain of stores. You're running back to, the, to, to, to try to figure out how to, how to cover this up because we're still only, what, seven days out from the actual gay month? Yeah. It's not even gay. It's not even gay month yet. No, it's you know, the so, lead up to gay month, Frank. My gosh, like pre-gay. Pre-gay and, and month. It's, yeah, so I don't care about emergency meetings and everybody trying to course correct. They, they, your company has been infected with something, and you're okay with it. They're they're more than it. okay with it. You think they really care? They don't care. They don't care at all. They don't care what we think about it. There is they a, just want to survive this and live to try again down the road. That's it. M- Matt Walsh is saying that conservative women can do the same thing to Target that we did to Bud Light. However, it's a little different because it would be a little different because Target is its whole as a whole, its entity. Bud Light, we weren't stopping going to the stores that sold Bud Light. We were just not buying Bud Light. With Target, we have to stop shopping at the store completely to have it make any impact. People do TikTok. Their entire TikTok is surrounded by their trips to Target. It's it's pretty insane, to be honest. I I, I don't know what's so great about Target. I, well, I know what I mean, they stand it's, for. It's, it's just another one of those those giant stores that put everything everything you usually have to go you usually had to go to several smaller uh locations in town to get everything it's all in one place it's just you know it's the walmartification of of the US 
and every you know when we're getting to a point where every small town has a store like this that squelches out all of the mom and pops and um until people start clamoring for that that old way of doing things again and it's just very hard you know if if, if it's easy you know most people i would say most people go shop at target are not down with any of this stuff but they're just it's just ease it's just ease and that's just the way the humans work so um i know i know lauren has been looking to has been over this last week and a half alone trying to 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 get things from different places and and uh and whatever and it's tough it, it takes it takes more time out of your day all of a sudden you have like one third of your day less to yourself mm. because you had to make several other trips and you're lugging around a baby and and uh it becomes a little bit more of an adventure but you know they're 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 calling people's attention to just how how uh wrapped they are by this mindset it's it's and i, I said again this emergency meeting is about all right how do we survive gay month 2023 and inch our way into this over the next three years mm-hmm. they, they, they need they say okay we went a little bit too much too fast yeah, tuck-friendly bathing suits and satanic gear, a little bit too much. Let's pull it back a little bit, like you could see here on screen if you're watching live. If you search for Ab Abpralin on the Target website, no results come up, but the cash shows that they were available um, yesterday. They're gone now. And I love how they get, they're so um, kind of vague about the tucking. Tuck-friendly, because they don't, they don't mention penises. No, or or peni, they don't they don't uh, they don't mention that at all. They it, it almost sounds like uh, this is for you ladies out there who've uh, who've got a little bit extra down there. Uh, you know the crazy you need to yeah, tuck. like where are you gonna put? Come on, I, that's seriously a, for you that, ladies who need to tuck a little bit more than most. It's like they, they, they the, the the gaslighting, the vague. That's the 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 creepiest part about the whole thing. Just talk about it. This is for penis tucking. Yeah, if you're a man, I actually got into a conversation yesterday with with some people um, who who here. I think um, this one woman was like, "I don't understand what Target is is Target isn't shoving anything down anybody's throat." My daughter loves rainbows, and I'm like, "Yes, I know. We all used to." It's a wonderful natural phenomenon. It's a biblical miracle. It's a message from God to never destroy the earth again by way of flood. I mean, rainbows used to be just, I mean, gorgeous thing, gorgeous thing. Now, now when you see a rainbow, it's it, the first thing you think about is gay sex. Yeah. Even if you don't want to, you just know what it's become. You know, what's funny is that she um, was coming for me. And she was saying all kinds of crazy things about this stuff. And now she's made herself protected. She quote tweeted me calling me something. I forget exactly what she called me um, because I said, I'm worried about your kids because you clearly can't. You cannot identify grooming when it's sitting right in front of your face. And that makes me worry for your children. It makes me scared for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really does. Like, if this is what you're getting from this and you're not being disingenuous, which, of course, she was being disingenuous, then I'm worried about your kids. And then she called me out. And unfortunately, she called me out and she called out how many followers I had at the same time, which I think is really, really stupid because I just did the same thing to her. But somebody else said, 
tuck-friendly kids' swimsuits. Right. You guys are idiots. And I'm like, it's not our language. It's their language. Here's the post. You said that, not me. They used that language, not me. President Trump has asked for a meeting with Attorney General Merrick Garland. Because really? that's going to really make a difference in some way, shape, or form. I hope when he goes to the meeting, he takes Garland's head and slams it into the desk. Like it's the WWE. Just, all I have to say is... Oh, if, oh, hi, Mr. Garland. If it weren't for the Supreme Court and its conservative members, he would be a Supreme Court justice right now. I'm just oh, I know. saying. I know. I know. He's And, he, and he's such a quizzling. Such a quizzling. That guy doesn't have a... a, a a backbone. I mean, it's he's so pathetic. I mean, I, I can at least respect some of the mom. There's some monsters on the left I respect for actually being so bold. Who? Who? I I, I got to think. I, I mean, I, I as they pop up, I'll say, hey, I'll res- I mean, they, they're willing to put their asses on the line. They have some backbone. Like they're they're they they seem like they they make some decisions on themselves, and they are just they they reckless abandon. This guy is such a meek gimp. He is such a soft-spoken yeah. gimp. Order, yeah. order-following gimp. Yeah. He is so pathetic. That's what I think of when I see him. Yeah. He is pathetic. Can you imagine growing your whole life like that? That weak and spineless and crappy. I know. That's what I'm saying. There's there's nothing to love about these people, but uh, you you can at least respect some of their aggression. This guy is just so pathetic. Terrible. Well, that's it for today, Frank. We'll be back on... I'm not sure if we're doing a show Monday yet. No? You're going to be traveling back. It's Memorial Day. It just it sounds Friday like... Friday and Monday, it, no show? Sounds like we're just going to be doing Wednesday next week. All right. Wednesday next week, we'll be back. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Bell on the drums and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com, or Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. live on Rumble, Twitter, and on Getter. And don't forget to check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on QuiteFrankly.tv or Rumble. We'll see you next Wednesday, guys. Later. Later.